Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Overcoming Life Obstacles. Welcome. Appreciate you listening in. We meet the first and the third uh, Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8 p.m. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can send a gift through PayPal at our website is jerrymcgee.com. That's little G, all lowercase, G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E dot com. Anyway, we appreciate all those who stand with us. Also, the precious lady that sponsors this program, you can send a gift to her through PayPal and her... Email address is D for Dorothy, Churchy, it's just church with a Y, number one, at hotmail.com. At the end of the program, if you would like prayer, you can call in at 646-595-4784, and don't forget to press one. We'll be happy to pray for you. And the title of the message tonight is Healthy Bones. And, you know, there's a scripture in in um, Psalms 35 that says, let all of my bones and all my bones will say, oh, there's no one like you, Lord. So the question I want to ask is, does your bones say there's no one like you, Lord? Do you feel that in your inner being? Well, praise the Lord. I believe people are going to have their bones healed tonight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne. We thank you for your anointing that breaks the yoke. We thank you, Lord, that your word will go forth like a fire and like a hammer that breaks rock. Lord, we ask that the eyes of every heart be enlightened. We pray for revelation knowledge. We bind each person who listens to this message to the truth that sets us free, to the conviction of sin, the fear of the Lord, and a spirit of repentance. And, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for what you're going to do. Let me be a tree of life. Let rivers of living water flow forth from my innermost being. Lord, we pray you cause the eyes of every heart to be enlightened. We pray for every person who has dry, dead bones, Lord, that they'll come to life in Jesus' name. We ask that you be lifted up, Lord, you be glorified, and we bind you, Satan, principalities, powers, uh, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. We bind you in the heavenly places, and on this earth, we forbid you to work with, communicate with, make contact with anyone on this earth to work divination against us. We bind and break every word of death, word of iniquity, curse, assignment, satanic ritual spoken over any person who's listening in over this program, this broadcast over Dorothy Carruthers, her family, over me and my family in the name, power, blood, and authority of Jesus. And Lord, we confess that we have authority over all of Satan's power, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that accuses us in judgment, we condemn. For this is the heritage of those that seek the Lord, that their vindication is from the Lord. And so the scripture says, and let all my bones say there's no one like you, Lord. So the question is, does your bones say, Lord, there's no one like you? You see, it's, it's almost like a, um, a, an exhilaration or an excitement to be able to say, Lord, your bones, my bones, there's no one like you, Lord. In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, number 6106, it states that bones mean the essence or the substance of a life. And the Old Testament gives numerous uh, examples of bones being used in analogies to uh, convey the essence of man's, a man, his soul, both in the negative and the positive. And there are other incidences in the scriptures where bones are mentioned. 
in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 50, verse 25, Joseph instructed his brothers not to leave his bones in, in Egypt, that when they came into the promised land, he wanted his bones to be brought into the promised land. There's something about bones. Uh, I don't understand all of it, but there's something powerful about bones. You know, when I read this years ago, I, I live out in the country on a 116-acre plot of land. And uh, I have a little little place out in back of my house where I told my son one day, I said, son, when I die, I don't want to go to the graveyard. I want to be buried right out there in that clearing. And he said, well, mom, I'd be afraid something would dig you up. <laughs> and he, he said, I might say my dog's name was Buddy. Buddy, what is it you have in your mouth? Anyway, we got a kick out of that. But anyway, there's power in bones. Joseph did not want his bones be left in Egypt. He wanted them to be brought into the promised land, which the promised land means rest. And so when they entered the promised land, they entered God's rest. And, you know, all of us have to enter God's rest. We have a spiritual battle to fight. They had a physical battle to fight. And there's giants in our land, and every time we conquer and have victory over an area of our life, then we come into rest, and then God shows us something else. That kind of ties in with the scripture that says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The word salvation there means deliverance from the molestation of the enemy. Also, Ezekiel had a vision um, of dry bones in, in the Valley of Decision. In Ezekiel 37, verse 11 And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So God was asking a question. And I answered and said, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to these bones, O hear the word of the Lord. O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And this is really a picture and a vision that he had of the church. Uh, he mentions Israel, and of course, the born-again believers, we are the Israel of God. We're the spiritual Israel of God. Ezekiel 37, 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. Now, when I read this the other day, I really realized there's people that are having breathing problems, lung problems, problems with their breath, getting out of breath. Uh, not being able to breathe properly, uh, allergies, asthma, uh, things that restrict their lungs. And I really believe what the Lord showed me, that this is tied in with having dry bones. He says, oh, uh, say, Lord God, say to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. And I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put, and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. So this is telling you there's a spirit of death working here when people have dry bones. Ezekiel 37, 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a, a noise and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and, and skin was covered, skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come 
from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these that are slain that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came back into them, and they came to life, and they stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Now that's a picture of victory when breath comes back into the dry bones. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So he, the vision he had of the valley of the dry bones, he was really describing the state of the church. And basically that's where the church is, dry, dead bones. Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. So, you know, you see an attitude of heart that goes with the dry bones. Our hope is perished. Uh, we're completely cut off. You see, there's a whole different attitude there when bones are dried up. Therefore, prophesy and say to these bones, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. I can also tie in with this. If you're in a grave, you can't hear. Uh, there's a spirit of death working here. And so these people were in spiritual graves. Then you will know, when he has breath come back into the to them, then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. So you see he's talking to his people, not talking to the lost. And I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life. So it's just a picture of God's resurrection power. And, uh, Dorothy, I'm going to ask you to read, um, if you will, and I'll stop you. But if you can read, um, oh, I've lost my place. Ezekiel, what did I tell you? Ezekiel uh, 37, starting 21. With yes, start reading verse 21. Okay, and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither okay, shall they see that, defile themselves. Wait, wait, Dorothy. Hang on, Dorothy. Yep. <laughs> right there. Uh, wait, wait just a second. Right there, that's a picture of being double-minded because I'm going to gather them from all the places where they've been scattered. And, of course, we get scattered through soul ties. Um, but I'm going to gather them from all the places, and there's going to be one king instead of two kings, which is a picture of, serving God on one side and the devil on the other, being double-minded, two kingdoms. Uh, I'm going to be king over you. There won't be two kings, but our two kingdoms, there'll be one king, one nation. Okay, go ahead, Dorothy. Neither shall they defile themselves anymore with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions, but I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. So that's a picture of them being... 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a picture of them defiling themselves with idols, and you say, well, how do I know? Uh, so you can see idolatry is tied in with the dry, dead bones. And you think, well, how do I know if I have an idol? We're not talking about bound down to a Buddha. But, you know, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and all iniquity is as idolatry. So you know you have an idol. If you fear, you won't have it. Or if you have it, you fear you'll lose it. Or if you get depressed over it or you get angry when you don't get it, uh, you know that's idolatry. Okay, continue, Dorothy. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. And they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given them. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. For those of you who are listening in, we we didn't practice this, obviously, but that's all right. You're doing great, Dorothy. (laughs) Thanks. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob, my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children, and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. That's the type of Christ. Okay, go ahead, continue. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them, and I will place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. That's a So he's going to bring covenant. down his, yeah, he's bringing down his tabernacle over over us and, and, and making a covenant of peace. So that's another um, clue if our bones have got problems, if our body and our life does not exhibit God's peace. Okay, and he's going to bring down his kingdom, bring down his sanctuary over us, which is the safe place. You know, there's a scripture that says that we're in God's refuge, that the breath of the ruthless, which is a picture of of Satan trying to come against us, is like a rainstorm against the wall. And so if you can picture God's refuge, or if you've ever been in a house when it's raining, and rain is hitting the windows or the in the walls, but not getting into you, into your, um, into your house. So that's really a picture that we're in God's refuge, the breath, Satan's breath. He can't get to us. He's like a rainstorm against a wall. He can't get to us. Okay, continue, Dorothy. Okay, my tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. That's the end of that chapter. Praise the Lord. Those are wonderful promises. And so you can see the problems that we have that would open our lives up to dry bones and dry bones with no breath or having lung problems. And this could come down generationally, too, because of the sins of the forefathers that could be breathing problems, breath problems, allergies, asthmas, different things that have to do with the breath. And the breath is a type of the Holy Spirit. Okay, thank you, Dorothy. You did great. But, um, you know, in all these circumstances of bones, um, they have a deeper meaning, not just the physical bones, but they also have a spiritual meaning uh, to mean the soul of a person. And so, likewise, the valley of bones also symbolizes and represents Israel or represents the church. 
And it, and Ezekiel spoke to these bones. They rose up on their feet. Spirit entered into them, and they became alive. And it goes on to say because they're going to no longer defile themselves with their idols. He's going to give a covenant of peace. He's going to gather them. They'll only have one king. You know, um, Christians today, you know, Jesus has to be the Lord and master of our life. If we on one side want God and on the other hand we want the world, we're double-minded. And God says a double-minded person will receive nothing from God. And, and you know, there's other instances in the Old Testament um, to verify that human bones have a spiritual meaning. For example, you know, the story where this man died and was buried in Prophet Elisha's grave. And when the man's body touched Elisha's, his body was completely made alive and was resurrected. So there was power in Elisha's bones even after Elisha was dead. <laughs> so there's there's something about bones that I don't yet understand, but I think the 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 meaning is deeper, far deeper than any of us can comprehend. In Second uh, Kings thirteen twenty one, uh, clearly Elisha's bones. Uh, typify the spirit of Yeshua Jesus uh, who is the resurrection and the life and he can make our soul alive and you know the the in the in the prophecy the the passage of Ezekiel 37 of the dry bones that's basically the condition of the church Uh, most church members today need to be born again most church members today live just like the world. They think nothing of shacking up, nothing of um, uh, recreational drugs, nothing of, no, they think nothing of alcohol. In fact, a few years ago, I went to a wedding, and my goodness, alcohol was flowing, and these people were believers. In John eleven twenty four and 25, Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again, speaking of Lazarus, in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to him, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he, after he dies. And then in Job uh, 20, verse one, 11, Job referred to bones as being full of sin. And we know that, that uh, natural bones do not sin or have sin dwelling in them, even though they uh, are a storage place for the body's min- minerals. Psalm 6, 2, David uh, stated, that his bones were vexed. In both cases, one can uh, see that bones are being used here as an analogy to refer to the state and condition of the human soul. And even Jesus himself referred to teachers and uh, prophets and leaders of Israel as being uh, likened unto dead men's bones. In Matthew 23, verse 27 Jesus warned the scribes and the Pharisees, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly and are with, and within full of dead men's bones. You know, this is really a picture of the church today. Most people don't deal with their heart issues in the church. Most people deal with outward appearance, and it's just a religious spirit. It says, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Clearly, these uh, men's souls were spiritually dead. Thus, the bones of a man or skeletal system symbolically represent the invisible soul because bones mean 
uh, remain long after a person's dead. I mean, they're, they're, they find bones that have been there for years and years and years and years, long after the flesh has rutted off the bones. And the long-lasting nature of bones proves that the soul is immortal. It's the immortal part of a human that will continue to exist long after a person uh, goes through physical death, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-four. This is also confirmed by the Apostle Paul. It is sown, um, it is what he said, it is sown uh, a natural body. It is raised up as a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there's a spiritual body. And here's some facts about bones. The human spirit enters the bones at conception. So the minute um, a man's sperm conceives with a, the egg in, in a woman, then spirit enters the bones of, at conception. Bones and the spirits of God and the spirits of man have a, a special direct relationship. And there's something more precious, most precious and important um, spiritually and physically about bones perhaps more so than any other part of the body because uh, bones are um, more significant. Bones inadvertently and directly are, I'm sorry, immediately and directly register sin and righteousness in terms of sickness and wholeness and in terms of dryness and moistness. You know, if if our bones are moist inside, we have good, healthy bone marrow. But if it's dry, there's a problem. And that's why a lot of times they do bone marrow tests when they're uh, testing people for certain sicknesses. And sin sometimes results in broken bones. Confession, repentance, and the favor of the Lord result in refreshment to the bones. And God's people took special care to provide for man's bones even after death. And this is one reason that I, I personally don't believe that being cremated is spiritual, is scriptural. Because when you go back and read about old, the old kings, the ones that were under judgment, judgment, they were burned in a fire. Anyway, that's something to pray about if you're con, con, thinking about it. Uh, and, and in 1 Kings 13, verse 20 through 21, we learn that bones become such a repository of spirit and light that even long after death, they continue to have power. And we saw that in the story of Elisha. And so, and and just listen to these simple, uh, but cooperative facts uh, from the Reader's Digest medical encyclopedia regarding bones on pages 50, I'm sorry, 527 and 528. Bones are the source of vital constituents of blood. They are a storage from which the calcium in the blood plasma is obtained. The pores and cavities are filled with red marrow, and marrow consists largely of large blood corpuscles in all stages of development. About 5 million mature red blood cells are produced and released every second. The blood platelets clot formation 
and the white carpuscles, which protect the body against infection, are also formed in the red blood, the red marrow. The shafts, the long bones of the arms and the legs, are hollow and filled with yellow marrow, a fatty substance that functions, but the function is not quite known. And just to summarize, what is this to say about arthritis and bursitis and leukemia and tendonitis? And what's it have to say about the, re- the ability to rebuild the body strength through the blood? The relationship of blood and bones and health? What does it have to say about the effect in utero of uh, rejection or attempts at abortion or when parents are quarreling or fighting or when the womb is not friendly or there's violence in the family? And what does it have to say about the, the blood of Christ in healing? You know, he's our healer. You know, have you reached, we've received him as Savior, but have we received him as our doctor? The relationship of our spirits or our soma, Jesus Christ as Lord of the body or temple, if he's Lord of the temple. You know, prednisone can affect the bone, a person's bone density and and can hinder bone density or cause a person to lose bone density because of taking prednisone. When we have bone marrow problems, you know, that represents the center of our being, and it could be because of a lack of diligence. And, and as, you, as you listen to this, be repenting if, of whether you think it applies to you or not, because the more we repent, the greater deliverance we receive. Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat, which isn't talking about being overweight fat, but it's talking about having marrowy, moist, healthy blood, uh, bone marrow. When bones are broken because of sin, 51, 8 says, make me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which thou hast broken rejoice. And you know, notice how um, it says, let the bones that you, God, have re- uh, broken rejoice. So, you know, even though the devil attacks us, we blame a lot of things on the devil, but actually God's allowing the devil to attack us because he's trying to discipline us or trying to correct us or trying to line us up with the word of God. And then if their bones are burning with fire with from within, could be because we don't We don't uh, spread the good word of the gospel. And when failure to remember the Lord and speak in his name, as Jeremiah said in verse uh, chapter 20, verse nine. But if I say I will not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart, then my heart becomes like a burning fire shut up within my bones. You know, as believers, we're called to be ambassadors of Christ to spread the good news of the gospel. The Bible says, in Proverbs, whoever wins souls is wise. It says, and I am weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. That's what Jeremiah said when he didn't speak the word. And then our bones can be dismayed and pining away. And so I'm asking, this can be another cause of bone problems. Is your soul pining away? Is there grief in your life? Is your soul dismayed? Psalm 6 verse 2 says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am pining away. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are dismayed. 
And then when your bones are dry, it can be because of bitterness. Job 21, verse 23 says, One dies in full strength, being wholly at ease and satisfied, and his sides are filled with fat. It's speaking of having a good uh, bone marrow. And the marrow of his bones is moist, while another person dies with a bitter soul, never even tasting anything that's good. So uh, ask yourself, are you the one that feel like your souls are filled out, that you're totally satisfied, you're totally content, uh, good uh, bone marrow? And, and then it says, uh, well, another dies with a bitter soul. So you can, you can die. There's, there's two, uh, two types of persons. One dies totally satisfied with his filled out with fat, which is a picture of prosperity, and the marrow of his bones moist. While a second type of person dies with a bitter soul, never even tasting anything that's good. And then it says in verse 21, verse 26, together they lie down in the dust and worms cover them. When your bones are on fire, it can be because of spiritual adultery. Lamentations 1.13. And let me explain spiritual adultery. When you pray a prayer to receive Jesus and your heart goes after other lovers, you commit spiritual adultery because, you know, there's a physical adultery if you get involved with a harlot, with a spiritual harlot or a prostitute in the physical realm. But there's a spiritual harlotry is when you have entered into a covenant relationship with Jesus. And your heart goes after another idol. It goes after something that you love more than Jesus. Lamentations 1.13 says, From on high, he, God, sent fire into my bones, and it, it prevailed over them. He has spread a net for my feet. He has turned me back. He has made me desolate, faint all day long. That's pretty serious. And so God says you'll have no other gods before him. You'll have no other lovers before him. And those of you who have family members, if it's been like, you know, like me, I've made idols out of some of my family members. And because of that, they've totally rejected me. You know, because God says you're not going to have any other gods but except me. So we have to do like Abraham did Isaac, take, a, take everybody up the mountain and let them go. Leave them to God. And then uh, when our bones are lean, it can be uh, could be bad news not dealt with at God's throne. Proverbs fifteen thirty says, Bright eyes gladden the heart. That had to do that could have to do with our eye problems too, not having bright eyes. And God puts fat on the bones. When our bones are out of joint. It could be because we're surrounded and torn by the mouths of others. People are speaking words against us. Psalms 22:14 says, I am, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. You know, there are people that when you're around them, they, they tear you down. And God wants us to speak life to every person. He even wants us to speak life to ourselves. And then bones could be gnawed and gnawing and piercing. Uh, we could have pains and fever because of pride and self-righteousness or uh, feel like that God is uh, turned against us and that he's turning against us as he humbles us. Job 30, verse 11, because he, God, has loosed his bowstring and afflicted me, they have cast off 
the bridle before me. On the right hand, their brood arises. They thrust aside my feet and build up against me their ways of of destruction. They break up my path. They profit from my destruction. No one restrains them. You know, the scripture says, if God's for me, who can be against me? So we need to always examine, is God for me? Am I living in such a way that I'm not... um, that I'm not being a stumbling block to others. Verse 14, as though a wide, as through a wide breach they come, tempest, they, and lies the tempest they roll on. Terrors are turned against me. They pursue my honor as in the wind, and my prosperity is passed away like a cloud. And now my soul is poured out with it, uh oh, <laughs> my, I lost my place. I haven't figured out how to keep this iPad from jumping around and skipping pages. So just bear with me just a second here. Well, it was further down, I think. Okay, I think I'm just about here now. Okay, I think I think I'm here, the right place now. It was almost the, at the end of the message. Anyway, our bones, our bones being pierced and gnawing, and pains and fever, pride and self righteousness feel like that God's turned on us as He humbles us. Job thirty verse eleven, because He has loosed His bowstring and afflicted me. They cast off the bridle before me on the right hand. Oh, I've already read this. Their brood arises. They thrust aside my feet and build up against my ways. They break upon my path. They profit from my destruction. No one restrains them. I've already shared that part. I'm just going to keep reading. So, as though, um, as though, as through a wide breach they come, and they tempest, as a tempest they roll over me. Terrors are turned against me. They pursue my honor as the wind, and my prosperity has passed away like a cloud. And now my soul is poured out within me. Days of affliction are have seized me. At night it pierces my bones within me and my gnawing pains take no rest. My skin turns black on me 
and my bones burn with fever. And then there's rotten bones. Um, you know, husbands, wives that shame their husbands, the Bible says they rotten their bones. Proverbs 12, 4 says an excellent wife is a crown to her husband, but she who shames him is rottenness to his bones. And, of course, envy, jealousy, anger, rivalry, passion, not talking about necessarily about sexual passion, but um, anger, rival, jealousy can rotten my bones. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart is life to the body, but passion, which means anger, rivalry, jealousy, is as rottenness to the bones. And this is also a, a huge to uh, bone cancer. I have a, a precious friend that died with bone cancer, and she died her bones were actually crumbling within her, and she died pain-free. After having to take severe pain medication, she started doing a word study on bones and repenting over all the bone scriptures. And anyway, she, when she died, she was on no pain medication because after a few weeks, she thought, you know, I don't think I need this pain medication, which was an absolute miracle. See, so she got the vexation out of her heart. Um, Ecclesiastes, let's see, I believe it's uh, chapter 9, verse 10, or 10, verse chapter 10, but it says, um, remove vexation from your heart and put pain out of your body. And vexation is grief, sorrow, uh, sadness, provocation, anger, hurt, and idolatry. And it's idolatry because in our pain or when someone hurts us or Whatever, we don't turn to God in our pain. We let the sun go down on our anger. And then about how about scattered bones bending down against the righteous? In, in a, Psalms 53, 5, it says, There they were in great fear who had no fear. For God scattered the bones of him who camps against you, put you to shame. Because the God had rejected them And so that's when we Speak against the righteous In other words Another, another uh, problem is Having scorched bones That cling to the flesh And it could be because of Fearance and reproach People deriding you Cursing you Not speaking life over you Psalms 102 verse 3 says For my days have been Consumed like smoke, and my bones have been scorched like a heat. My heart has been smitten like a like grass and has withered away. Indeed, I forgot to eat bread. Because of the loudness of my groanings, my bones cling to my flesh. I resemble a pelican of the wilderness. I have become like an owl in the waste places. I lie awake. I have become like a lonely bird on a housetop. This can also be a cause of, of uh, insomnia. Psalms 102 verse 8 says, My enemies have reproached me all day long. Those who deride me have used my name as a curse. And then when there's shattered bones, it can be because of being reviled. Psalms 42.10 says, As a shattering of my bones, my adversary revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? 
You know, that's what the devil wants to say when we go through things. Where's your God? God's never going to help you. And then having sick bones um, is speaking uh, speaking death and having others speak death, unkind, bitter words against you. Proverbs sixteen twenty four: pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So we need to speak love and kindness to people, not not flatter people, because the Bible says if you speak lies to people, that uh, you're laying a net for their feet. But there's positive things you can say to people. And my prayer is that God shows me the good in people uh, before he shows me the bad. And then bones sticking out, Job 33:16. Then, then he opens the ears of men and seals his instruction to, the, to their heart that they may turn aside from, their, from his conduct and keep from his pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing over shield. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with unceasing complaint in his bones so that his life loathes bread and his soul's favorite food. His flesh wastes away from sight, and his bones were not seen. And then a trim, trembling bones can be spiritual adultery and uh, because of prophets and preachers that are not teaching the truth. And um, sad to say, I've known very few true prophets if they're telling you that God's going to bless you on Wall Street or something like that or telling your fortune, I have a problem with that. But every prophet in the Word of God taught people to repent. Jeremiah 23, verse 9 says, And as for the prophets, my heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. I have become like a drunken man. And, you know, see, this drunkenness is all permeating the church here in America. Even like a man overcome with wine, because of the Lord and because of his holy words. And then when your bones are thirsty, you know, you, you have to come to living water. The Bible says, if you, Jesus says, if you come to me, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And so it can be a lack of trust in the Lord or lack of fear of the Lord, uh, leaning on your own understanding, being wise in your own eyes, failure to run from evil. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. So if you have a bone problem, hey, um, memorize Proverbs 3. And then when our bones are unhealthy because of sin, Psalms 38.3 says, There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. Psalms 109 verse 18 says, But he clothed himself with cursing and as with a garment, and it entered to his body like water and like oil into his bones. And, you know, for us to have bones that are happy, rejoicing, and healthy, there's some things that we have to do. Here's the antidote. Uh, Number one, praise, worship, and thank God. Uh, Thanksgiving, worship, praise. God inhabits your praises. The scripture says in Psalms 50, whoever offers praise glorifies me, 
and whoever orders his conversation aright, I will show him my salvation. Psalm 35 verse 10 says, All my bones will say, O Lord, who is like thee, who delivers the afflicted from him who is too strong for him, and the afflicted and the needy from him who robs him. And then the, the next antidote is rejoicing over Jerusalem, physical and spiritual Jerusalem. Physical Jerusalem, they just moved the American embassy, I believe it was yesterday, to Jerusalem. So we rejoice over the physical Jerusalem, but also the spiritual Jerusalem, which is the church, the true born-again believers. And, let, and letting uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ feed you. Isaiah 66 verse 14 says, Then you will, you shall, when you shall see this, and your heart shall be glad, and your bones shall flourish like the new grass, and the, and the hand of the Lord shall be made known to, you, to his servant. He shall be indignant toward his enemies. 66.10 Be joyful with Jerusalem, that's the church, and rejoice for her. All you who love her, be exceedingly glad with her, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied with her comforting breath. That's a picture of feeding, of a pastor teaching the word of God to his children. It's a picture of feeding, that you may suck and be delighted with her bountiful bosom. For thus says the Lord, behold, I have I extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall be nursed. You shall be carried on the hip and fondled on the knees. I like what the Amplified says in this verse, that God will pick you up on his hip, on his maternal knees, and he'll trottle you, loving you, bounce, bounce you up and down on his maternal knees. And he comes there as Jehovah um, the many-breasted God What is that? Jehovah Rapha That's the Lord The healer Anyway that if He didn't come as Jehovah Rapha But he comes as the many-breasted God And I forgot what that is Isaiah 66, 13 says As one when when his mother comforts her So I will comfort you And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem then you shall see this, and you shall, your heart shall be glad, and your bones shall flourish like the new grass. Then the hand of the Lord shall be made known to you, servants, but he shall be indignant toward his enemies. And another uh, antidote is choosing God's fast. Uh, Isaiah fifty-eight eleven says, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Behold, you, and then in uh, Isaiah 58, 4, it says, And behold, you fast for contention and strife to strike with the wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast like this, which I choose a day for a man to humble himself? Is it a bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out like a sackcloth and ashes as a bed? 
Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day of the Lord? Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? So he's talking about deliverance there. Pray God for deliverance. Isaiah 58, 7. Is it not to divide your bed, bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover them and to not hide yourself from your own flesh, then your life light will break out as a dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. What a promise. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. Remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness. And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will, will, will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like the noonday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters never fail. And those from among you, I will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the, called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. If because of the Sabbath you turn yourself from doing your own pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord, honorable and shall honor it, desisting from your own ways from seeking your own pleasure and speaking your own word then you will take delight in the lord and i will make you ride on the heights of the earth and i will feed you with the heritage of jacob your father for the mouth of the lord has spoken the next antidote is to have healthy bones i have to live a rested life Jesus said in Matthew 11:28 and 29, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon your neck and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, and you shall find rest for your soul. If you live in a state of unrest, it, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, that's a curse. There'll be no resting place for the sole of your foot, trembling heart, failing of eyes, and despair of soul. And so to enter God's rest, if we have to keep our mind focused on Jesus, Isaiah 26 says, um, he will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed upon him because you're trusting in him. And we'll never live a life of unrest uh, if we're living in stress and fear and anger and hurt and depression or all these are all these, these uh, all of this is rooted in idolatry. And Jesus said for us to find our life, we have to give it up. I have to let go of anything that keeps us stressed out. This past week, there's been so many things that have gone on uh, in my life. With my, I also have a, uh, a little business on the side, and so there was all kinds of things that went wrong. But, you know, I just really knew in my heart of hearts, even though no matter how it looked, I just knew that God had a better plan. And sure enough, this afternoon, there was a real big breakthrough. And it was better than it could have ever been. And so God loves you so much, and he only wants you blessed. But he has conditions to his blessings. We have to be blessable before he can bless us. 
And if you can receive all that, I'm going to lead you in prayer, and uh, we can do some deliverance. And I apologize for the long pause, but uh, I have to teach off of an iPad, and sometimes I hit it just wrong, and it went all the way to the end just about, and it took forever to get there. So I apologize for that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, pray with me. I come to you in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I have dry bones, and I have spirits of death. I've been double-minded, Lord. Uh, I've had two kings, uh, Jesus and and the devil. Uh, I've been double-minded, wanting one foot with you and one foot with the world. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me for... Uh, forgive my I take accountability for the sins of my forefathers that would cause me to be under a generational curse of dry dead bones of lung problems breathing problems uh, uh, sickness disease dry bones bones that are put out of joint uh, vexed bones dismayed bones uh, fire sent into the bones bones out of joint and father I ask you to bring all the pieces together I ask you to gather me from all the places where I've been scattered Lord, I make you the king of my life. I renounce any other kings. Uh, Lord, forgive me for trying to live in two kingdom realms instead of your kingdom. Forgive me for defiling myself with idols. God, I ask you to forgive me for anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. Uh, God, forgive me for not loving you with my whole heart. Uh, God, in Jesus' name, I just ask you to touch my life today. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to move upon every person. And, Lord, I want to be this person that says, oh, God, there's, my bones are saying there's no one like you, Lord. I want to be that person, Lord. And, God, I pray that you put your life in me. Take me out of the graves where I've been buried. Lord, bring down your kingdom on me. Bring down your sanctuary in my midst. Uh, Lord, I make you the God and master of my life. Forgive me for being double-minded. Forgive me for trying to live both ways. God, I just ask you to give me healthy bones. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for the sin in my life, the idolatry, uh, the passivity. Forgive me for being a sluggard. And, Lord, I prophesy over each person who's listening in. I prophesy to the four winds, and I say, oh, four winds, come and breathe on these that are slain. I loose angels to get them out of the places, where the, the graves where they've been buried. Uh, I bless them to stand on their feet and be an exceeding, exceeding great victorious army of overcomers. Forgive them for despair. Forgive me for hopelessness. Forgive me for being disappointed, losing heart, wanting to give up and quit. Forgive me for unbelief and doubt. Thank you that you're the resurrection and you're the light. Would you, life, would you resurrect me, Lord? Forgive me that my bones have been full of sin. Forgive me for allowing my bones to be vexed. Lord, I want to remove vexation from my heart, sadness, sorrow, hurt, provocation, anger, bitterness, and idolatry from my heart so that I can put pain out of my body. Forgive me for sin that would cause you to discipline me, to chasten me with pains on my bed. Uh, God, forgive me for sitting under uh, Pharisees and false prophets, uh, being a hypocrite myself. 
uh, Lord, just having a religious spirit, being full of dead men's bones. Forgive me for not working out my salvation with fear and trembling. Forgive me for allowing sin in my life. Thank you, Lord, that my bones have been registering sin and righteousness, sickness and wholeness. Help me to get to the bottom of physical problems. Forgive me that my bones have been dry without moisture. Forgive me for the sin that would cause my bones to be broken. Thank you that you said if I confess my sin, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Forgive me for bitterness. Uh, God, I take accountability for the sin that would bitterness and resentment that would bring in um, arthritis, bursitis, leukemia, tendinitis, or any other physical problem. I come against all bursitis, tendinitis, leukemia, breathing problems, asthma. I come against uh, spirits that hinder the elasticity of the lungs, spirits that hinder their breath. I come against spirits of tendinitis. Lord, I ask you to give me healthy uh, red blood marrow, healthy bone marrow. I forgive my mother, father, forefathers for everything I heard them say when I was in the womb, if they attempted to abort me. If there was violence in my home, Lord, I forgive them for every word they said that did not line up with your word. (laughs) If I've taken prednisone and my bones have become lacking density, forgive me. You said you sent your word to heal me. Forgive me for lack of diligence. Forgive me for being a sluggard, craving and getting nothing and not being diligent so I could have healthy bone marrow. <coughs> Lord, I ask you to make me hear joy and gladness. I pray the bones that you've broken, you'll that will now rejoice. Forgive me for not preaching the gospel. And Lord, I don't have to be a preacher, but forgive me for speaking out a word for you, not speaking out a word for you that would be like a fire shut up in my bones. Lord, my bones have dismayed. Would you please, Lord, I forgive me for pining away and not taking all the sadness and the grief to your to your holy mountain to deal with it your way. Heal me, O oh Lord, um, because their bones are dismayed. I ask you to do that, Lord. Forgive me for bitterness. Lord, I've been that person that... that um, would die with a bitter soul, never tasting anything that's good. Lord, I want to be the person that uh, dies with his sides filled out with fat and healthy bone marrow and moist bones. Forgive me for spiritual adultery, breaking covenant with you, which would cause you to send fire on my bones that would prevail over me and you would spread a net from my feet turning me back and me to be desolate, faint all day long. 
forgive me for not dealing with uh, my sin at your throne of grace, not dealing with bad news. Forgive me for griping and complaining, lies and lying, unbelief and doubt. Lord, my bones have been out of joint because of those that have surrounded me with words of hatred. I forgive every person that has spoken evil to me. Father, in the name of Jesus, um, forgive me for not being diligent. Forgive me for unbelief and doubt. Forgive me for bitterness and resentment and anger. Forgive me for um, not producing good fruit for you. I forgive my forefathers for everything that I've confessed. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit that I may teach transgressors thy ways and sinners might be converted. Forgive me for not to... Letting you continually guide me. Forgive me for not giving myself to the hungry and satisfying the desire of the afflicted. Forgive me for not choosing the fast that you choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness and to set the oppressed free. Forgive me for murmuring, complaining, not griping. I mean, forgive me for griping and complaining. Forgive me for speaking death. I forgive every person that's spoken death over me. Forgive me for sin, Lord, that would cause you to chasten me on my bed with unceasing strokes, gnawing pains. Forgive me for not praising you and worshiping you, for not being contentment, not keeping my eyes on you, the author and perfecter of my faith. Lord, forgive me for not trusting you with my whole heart. Forgive me for not leaning to my own understanding. Forgive me for not acknowledging you. Forgive me for not turning away from evil. I turn away from evil now. Forgive me for being wise in my own eyes. I turn away from evil. Thank you, Lord, that it will be healing to my body and health to my bones. Forgive me for not trusting you with my whole heart. Forgive me for sitting under preachers and teachers and false prophets that haven't taught me to repent of my sin. Forgive me for spiritual adultery against you, Jesus. Forgive me for passion that's rotten the bones and not having a tranquil heart, life to the body. Forgive me for not speaking um, kind words, pleasant words which is healing to my bones. I forgive every person who's spoken evil over me. Shame to me. Uh, Reviling me. Forgive me for reviling others. Forgive me, Lord, for... I forgive those who've reproached me and have been deriding me, cursing me. Forgive me for cursing others, reviling others. 
forgive me for breaking bending down against the righteous and and speaking against the righteous forgive me for not having a tranquil heart forgive me for passion anger rivalry jealousy that's rotten my bones forgive me as a wife or a husband that I've shamed my husband or shamed my wife to rotten their bones Forgive me for my sin that would cause my bones to be dismayed, decayed, rotten, uh, out of joint. You to send fire into my bones, dismay my bones, decay my bones, rotten my bones. I ask you to remove the judgment, Lord. I repent in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I just break soul ties with every person who's hurt me or afflicted me and with my forefathers. And, and Lord, I just break soul ties with anyone I've hurt. Are spoken against I break generational curses Soul tie curses Cultural curses I put it all in the blood of Jesus In Jesus name And I just come against All spirits of fear Rebellion Antichrist spirits Double mindedness I come against defilement Idolatry Pain Sadness Sorrow Dry bones I speak to the breath And I say oh breath Come and the wind come and breathe on these that are slain. Lord, I ask you to take them out of the graves where they've been buried. I pray you make them an exceeding great army. I pray you bring down, you make them one with one king. Forgive them for having multiple kings, and you are the king, Lord. Forgive them for being involved in two kingdoms instead of your kingdom. You to gather them from all the places where they've been scattered. And, Lord, I just ask you to bring down your tabernacle in their midst. In Jesus' name. I command every demonic spirit to leave. Every spirit that came in through the sins they've confessed has to go now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask you to move upon people with your mighty power. I ask you to heal and set free in Jesus' name. And take a deep breath and blow out. The word spirit means breath. Praise God. Lord, I ask you to breathe on these that are slain in Jesus' name. Praise you, mighty God. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. And, Lord, fill each person with your Holy Spirit. Lord, you said we'll receive power after which the Holy Spirit's come upon us, and we will be witnesses. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Well, if anybody needs prayer, you can call in at 646-595-4784, and don't forget to press 1. You can go to our website, um, com. It's small, all lowercase. G-E-R-I-M-C-G-H-E-E dot com. And on our website, there's things you can order. There's um, there's CDs you can order. There's uh, articles you can print out for free. There's CDs to listen to for free with deliverance prayers. Uh, my son uh, made a testimony 13 days before he died of age. You can, you can view his um, testimony, called Todd's Greatest Regret. Uh, I'll be me. I'll be in Duncanville the first Saturday of each month. Duncanville, Texas, the first Saturday of each month from from ten o'clock to about twelve thirty or one. We pray for people personally. The, me- the the meeting is free. We take up a love offering to help support the ministry. But if you don't have money, we don't do it for that reason. We just want to help people. If you'd like um, to schedule a meeting in your area. You can contact me at jerrymcgee at sbcglobal.net. And uh, 
if you have a testimony of what God's done in your life or if you have a question or anything, I'll be happy to answer your email. And I love to hear what God's done. And I hope you'll listen again. I'll be at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp in Hot Springs, Arkansas, May the 24th through the 27th of 2018. I always forget to do the year because somebody might be listening to this teaching five years from now and they'll think that it's the wrong date. Anyway, so I'm at Lake Hamilton Bible Camp for every holiday. We have prayer teams that pray for people, really anointed prayer teams. And we have this Memorial Day camp coming up. If you like information about the camp, you can go online to lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. It's very inexpensive to go, but your life will never be the same. And so let's see. I hope you'll listen again on the first Tuesday in June from 6 to 8 p.m., and that's 2018. And so if nobody... um, Nobody wants prayer, then we'll just close and just say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you in a greater way. In Jesus' name.